My name's Fiona Shelley. I'm a research associate with the Northern Institute in the Demography and Growth Planning Unit. I suppose if you could maybe uh, start off in, tell us a little bit about what this survey is about and why we are conducting it. So this survey is really focused on trying to answer that big question, which, what makes life good in the Territory? Um, and it's complicated. Uh, I think that part of the complication is, is wondering in the first place of, of what is important to people. Um, but it's also about the uniqueness of the Territory itself. So we are the only jurisdiction in the Territory who has a third of our population as Aboriginal people. We are um, the jurisdiction with the highest population turnover. So that's people coming in and people leaving the Territory each year. Um, we have a, generally a male population um, and so and a young population. So, so these dynamics actually interact with how you build what people call social capital in a place with these particular sort of characteristics. Uh, the other one is that, you know, we've got our main centre of Darwin, then Alice is the, is the largest centre after that. So our population is spread across a broad land with, with lots of landscape. So trying to capture uh, the territory in that is actually a challenge. Why is it important for you to understand what makes? So again, it's, it's fundamentally about how, how do we keep people here? So if we think about all that coming and going, um, population growth is, is part of the government strategy. Uh, we've got a population actually that doesn't go all that far. Uh, they're really attached. So it's considering, you know, leveraging off those sorts of levels of attachment and building attachment with these other populations that actually could have some really good social outcomes for us. Um, it, I talked about social capital as a concept before, and we probably haven't talked about it as a community yet, about how important that is. But social capital is like a bank account, and the connections we have with each other is like putting money in that bank account. And when that bank account is nice and full, we draw on that when we've got disasters. So we draw on that when we've got floods and fires. Um, we draw on that in cyclones, and we draw on that when we've got health pandemics. So it's about people coming together and supporting each other um, because they've got those, they've built those connections. You're talking about supporting each other and having those connections. Although, when I think about it, the territory is made up of a, of a lot of communities with, I suppose you could say, different ideas of what makes them happy. Um, I think of maybe just talking about a demographic uh, in remote communities, uh, comparing it to demographics here in Alice Springs and then comparing that to communities in the top end. And even Darwin, you could probably even talk about as a separate demographic or, or uh, population that can say things that make them happy up there are different to what's down here. Some people could also argue that, you know, the type of people who live in those areas are different. Uh, people come from different backgrounds, different working backgrounds, different... Is it something that you want to explore further in terms of the different types of things that are making people happy, dependent on the type of area that, that the survey is going to possibly explore? Interestingly, the survey doesn't actually ask you about what makes you happy. 
Um, there is a final question in it that says, you know, what could make you make your life better here? But the, the survey's picking up on those, those concepts, which look at, okay, when a community comes together, some of the things that help it come together are, are people knowing each other. Uh, and so diversity um, and, and people that have different social norms or different expectations in, in what makes a good life, that becomes a challenging thing when we're trying to build this community cohesion, I suppose. Um, so this survey will explore some of that stuff. So it allows us to ask some of those questions. We might not get all the answers, but it allows us to ask the questions and then build on this. And hopefully we'll, we'll put this survey in regularly so we'll understand what changes we are seeing over time and that what impacts those changes. Um, so absolutely, I think the diversity of the Territory is the biggest challenge potentially to what I'm, I'm sort of asking is a Territory identity, an identity that we could adopt as a place that is inclusive of all those different types of people. And perhaps that Territory identity could attract people here and could keep people here for longer than perhaps they have in the past. You talked about how this survey actually doesn't ask people what makes them happy. So what questions are asked? We're really interested in connections. So that's why it's called My Territory Connections. So we're interested in the connections that people have with their family and friends. Are they getting that sort of emotional and practical support that they need, financial support? But it's also asking about your connections with your neighbours and your community. So when we start to extend that, we're probably looking at people who are a bit different to us. And are we still having connections and associations with them? And then we start to look at the connections to the people of influence and power. So do people actually also have those, what we call linking connections? And they're the ones that help underpin partnerships and collaborations, particularly across government, community and, and business. Um, so we've, we've certainly got research that says, if we've got that social capital as a good source in a community or a wider space, then that helps underpin those successful partnerships. We also ask about trust. You know, and, and trust is a fundamental thing uh, about how well bonded a community is together. We ask about their participation in, in community activities, their volunteering um, and their activism. If, if they're not happy about an issue, are they prepared to stand up and, and, and put their voice out there for that issue? So it's sort of about that, the health of that, that community connection as a whole um, that we're talking about in the survey. And then we have that sense of belonging. Do you feel like you belong here? Do you feel like you belong to this place, to this group of people, to this broader community? Um, and then we ask, do you think you are a Territorian? Who are you wanting to hear from uh, for this survey? Uh, I would assume that you're wanting a wide array of people from the community. So, Philippe, when we talk about everybody who's in the Territory and the diversity of that population, I want to hear from everyone. Um, anybody 18 and over can participate in this survey. Um, and I want to seek out those voices. I want to seek out the people who probably aren't having the best life, maybe have some barriers to those participation um, and participating in those activities that we talked about. I want to hear from them because I want their stories to be in the data so that when the government uses some of this data with also some other social outcomes data that it's collecting, that it has some understanding about how to make outcomes better, particularly for those groups that are missing out. How are you going to uh, 
get these questions um, out there to communities? Are we seeing researchers go out to communities or is this predominantly done online? Can you maybe run us through that? At the moment, uh, we're pushing it out through this website that we've created. So it's called My Community, uh, My Territory Connections cdu.edu.au. You put that in a browser station and you get to this, these web pages and you can take the survey from there and you can also share that survey through your networks. As soon as we, we see that sort of electronic distribution, we go, okay, well, what's a barrier to participating? Uh, and I'd say that in communities, that's probably a barrier in the first place. Uh, so technology means that we will be um, visiting some communities. So I'm really hopeful that communities will reach out to me um, and say, yeah, I'd love you to help facilitate that, that survey in our community and how can we do it? I have had some discussions with some about, you know, um, using some community facilitators to collect data. So if people are not as comfortable um, in completing questions in English, because it is in English, then, um, then there will be some facilitated collection through that. So yeah, I am looking for people to participate because the community voice is really important. Yeah, and I was going to get to that in terms of, you know, especially First Nations community um, and for our listeners who might be listening in particularly remote communities, uh, what I suppose, uh, benefit taking part in the survey like this could be for them and I suppose in a way could you maybe explain to us a little bit about um, that kind of inclusivity you've kind of already gone into it about possibly having people um, interpret questions into own languages but could you talk to us a little bit more about how you hope to engage with them for the survey. Yeah. So I've had um, a shout out from one community that said, oh, maybe come and work with us. Um, they've looked at the content and, and they like the types of questions that are being asked, um, but they want to put a, a little bit more content in there as well about some other things that they're interested in. So if we get a community that's really interested, then the potential is that they'll have a data set for themselves. Mm. Um, and it tells us about that community. Um, it's unlikely that this survey as a whole is going to be able to produce results down to the community level. But if we get really active participation in some of our communities, then that's the potential. They have this as a, a data source for their own. Um, so I'd be really happy to listen to people and, and to think about how we can facilitate that in their communities. I work with an amazing bunch of researchers um, and we have got networks into to lots of communities, so I'm working through those networks. Um, we've also got some potential micro-credentials that could be associated with people who are interested in learning how to collect um, questions on the data from people. So there's a potential for people to get some research um, credits associated with this as well. So we are looking at that. Before Christmas, the focus is on just getting it out to the Territory and probably the, the easier ones. After Christmas, we're going to focus on other strategies to get down to that community level. So I'd be really happy to hear people um, who want to talk to me. Uh, the contact details are actually on the website. Um, and they can come and they can, they can discuss opportunities that there might be in their community as well. Two questions in one. Once you finish the survey, or when do you hope to finish the survey? And once that survey data is finished and received, what's going to happen to it? Um, you talked about you know, uh, coordinating with government and talking about um, population policy and how this could possibly influence that. But 
Could you tell us a little bit about what you hope this research will achieve once the survey is done? So um, the survey will be open probably until um, May next year, so it gives us a bit of lead time. From there, it will process um, the results. And it will be combined with a lot of other data that the, ter the Territory Government is actually assembling um, and put in a, in a social outcomes framework. The survey will also underpin what we call a social capital index. So that's, um, that's a dimensional index that takes some of the questions from the survey and makes them into to a data. And that means that we can track it over time. So we might be able to look at differences in social capital dependent on gender, dependent on life stage, dependent on region, perhaps. But that all depends on whether we get these, this good response. Um, so we'll be looking at, at creating that, capital, that social capital index, um, certainly for some of those dimensions. So it will be available. We'll be providing research papers as well. But this begins our commitment. Um, and if we can continue to get resourcing, we'll be able to come back again. And once you've got that social capital index number, you'll be able to say, OK, well, how does it increase? What are the things that makes it go up? And what are the things that might make it die down? And can it go up and down on different dimensions? Fiona, do you have anything else to add before I wrap up that I may have missed in my questioning? Again, I just would love to encourage everyone to participate. Um, and there's some groups that, that don't because there are barriers. So I want, I want to hear from those groups. I want to hear if you've got a barrier to, to being feeling included in your community. Um, is that a language barrier? Is it a, an ability barrier? Is it um, just a gender barrier? Because men don't fill in surveys all that often. So sure. I want to hear from them. And I want to hear from First Nations people. Thank you for talking to us here at Karma, Fiona.